When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's George and Jess. Your journey of self-discovery starts here. Okay, before we get started today, I have to uh, ask you. Reviews of Taylor Swift's opening weekend on her new tour. What have you heard? I've heard that it's great. It's close to three hours. 44 songs. The reason I'm bringing this up is... uh, a guy that I followed in the NFL for years, one of the best defensive linemen ever. I'm talking a bad man, J.J. Watt. He was a defensive end, 33 years old now. He, he just retired. I think it, it had just taken a toll on his body. But he and his wife, he is what people don't know about J.J. Watt is he's a Swifty. I did not know that J.J. <laughs> Watt was a Swifty either. He, he went to the first show. It was three hours and 15 minutes. Uh-huh. And he actually nobody was expecting this but he uh got online and left a about a two and a half minute review and did nothing but rave oh good i was like hold i didn't no. realize i was holding my breath until no. you finished and, that and sentence I, I thought that's the funniest thing that's awesome i have ever heard my, but I, but it's not funny because i've seen taylor live as well and camila cabello opened up for her when we saw her at u.s bank stadium and People who have never seen her actually perform live don't know what they're missing. Yeah, she's like, I mean, it's theater. It's, it is a whole big thing. And this tour, the Eras tour, covers every album. Yeah. In her career. <laughs> and there's costumes right. to go with each album. And right. it, and if you're not a Swifty, which is what Taylor Swift fans call themselves, um, she kind of does this really interesting thing that artists only artists can do. Like she does a full rebrand of her persona for every album. Right. And so there's really distinct colors and clothing styles and even hairstyles that go with each album. And so the internet has been having a blast with the fashion that goes with this tour. When was lover released? I think 2018 or 2019. Just prior to the pandemic, right? Yes. Ish. Somewhere 2018, 2019. That to me was one of my favorite albums. That's one of my favorite albums too. And she did. So there was a rumor um, prior or when midnights came out, which is her latest album that that was intended to be a sister album to lover. And that was supposed to be released following it but then the pandemic happened and she released folklore and evermore and she has confirmed that midnight's is a sister album to lover so is is uh is that out yet yes is that that was just recent yeah, that was the one that came out a few months ago okay i haven't or like in november or december i have not been paying that close attention oh god it's so good but the two that she released during the pandemic were kind of melancholy they were and, very folk folky yeah yep. yeah and again total rebrand like she's in a flannel shirt and like these long flowy dresses and like braid and it's very much like folk music she's the re the, i i all of a sudden feel vindicated with the jj watt thing because who's gonna tell him 
right. that, that he can't be a Swifty. Right. right. Because I've always been, I've been, I've been a fan of hers. It could be her music aside, which is fantastic. She's a great songwriter, right? And she actually sings, but uh, she's always uh, kept herself in line to be what I would consider a good role model for young girls. Yeah, right? I mean, she's. I think I think she's you know kept her nose clean. That's what, and that's tough to do in the business. It really is. Legitimately kind. Yes. Yeah. She's. I think she's a good person. God I mean, I've met us. her twice. Not to like <laughs> name drop, but I have. <laughs> It was a very, very long time ago. Right. It was like pre-Swifty. She was brand new. It, it was, was her, when her first album, Taylor Swift, came out. And the Tim McGraw years and yep. stuff like that, right? Yep. Uh, I have a couple of pictures somewhere of me and Taylor Swift when she was very young. But she has become more than iconic in pop oh music God. today. Yeah, I mean- It's not even a question. She's a legend. She is something else. So when I saw- uh, JJ, so JJ dropped her, yeah, I, I, and I believe I'm not sure, but I believe he and his wife may. Did she go to Arizona? Was she in Arizona? She was in Glendale, Arizona, and that was where both shows were two nights. She yep. had two nights. That was She's this in past Vegas weekend. Next. Okay. So, anyways, he, he his wife and they had a picture with a bunch of them, and they they had a blast, and he had to get online and leave his review. I have to go watch it. So he's a big fan. Yeah, I've heard that it's really good. Um, you know, it's it's a whole like the stage yeah. show is incredible. He said the fact that she could pull that off for three hours. Yeah, the Apple three music, hours and fifteen minutes. Apple Music has the set list from one of the nights. I don't know if they're the same, and it's it's everything. It was over I mean, forty songs, right? Forty four songs. That's crazy. Yeah, that is bonkers. And I listened to it over the weekend, and I was like, imagine have imagine having a set list of forty four songs. At the age that she is right. and having fans listen to it and be like, oh, she didn't do that one. She didn't do that one. Right. Like she has so much amazing content that she can't do it all. How old is Taylor now? She's 34, Four? 33, 34. Yeah. So, well, in that I'm time, guessing. Because I think JJ Watts, 33. Yeah. So he's right around that, that same age. But uh, that, 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 I, that came as a shock to some people. And I was like, why? He likes pop music because I've talked about that with my admiration for the Jonas Brothers. Yeah. I said that I've said for years, I was like, that's fantastic stuff. I couldn't talk about it for the final decade of my broadcast career because I was on country music and I would have been in just eviscerated. Okay. I'd have been, I yeah. mean, they would have just had me that for would lunch. would not have been on brand. No, that wouldn't have been. But it was good to see that because uh, her, the thing about Taylor's music, some of it reminds me of that really cool top 40 all-inclusive music that you heard in like the 80s and stuff like yeah. that. She switches things up quite well. So she can jump around with different different genres. She really does. She does well. Oh, yeah. She can do just about anything. And now with her re-releasing all of the music that Scooter Brown stole from her, <laughs> you get a more mature right. recording of the older music, yeah. which has been fun too. She's only done... I think she's done three albums so far, but she she is going to re re record all of it so that she actually owns the music. Sure. Yeah. Well, anyways, I, I thought I had to leave. I had to. I had to let you know. I could talk you about T Swizzle all day. You, you seemed a little bit nervous when I was. I did. I was like, we are not going to bash Taylor Swift on this no. podcast. Nope. She's. A, I mean, again, I, I think she's just at a level where. The, the love is real for her, and the only people that don't like her are just jealous. The haters. Haters yeah, going to hate. Haters are going to hate. That is the honest to God truth, because she has brought herself to a level that most even famous 
we'll, we'll never achieve. Yeah. She's there. I mean, it's, it's incredible. And, and the weird thing about it is I got to stop raving about her myself here is she captured this generation, which is your generation, 30 mm-hmm. something women. And she's bringing in a whole nother generation because if you ask our six year old, Oh yeah. Who she wants to see. And that's the first thing that comes out of her mouth. Like we had the play, the playlist from the tour jamming this weekend and she's singing along to every oh, song yeah. too. She is. And if she's, and if it comes on an XM when we're in the car, which is, it's everywhere now because of her tour. Oh, right. She's on every, she's on coffee house. She's on hits. She everywhere. The, the, all of the XM stations are just blasting T-Swizzle. Just nonstop. As they should. Right. So it's like she's pretty excited. And if it's not on when I pick her up from school, immediately the command goes to Apple Music to find to some. To find some T-Swizzle. Because that's what she wants to hear on the ride that's home. Amazing. What's what a brilliant kid. I believe she's going to make her stop in Minneapolis in June. In June. Is that at U.S. Bank Stadium? Yep, two that, nights at U.S. Bank Stadium, which is a terrible venue. Yeah, listen, it's a great football venue. It's a terrible concert venue. It's the home of the Minnesota Vikings, and that's where she was the last time we saw her with Camila Cabello. And yeah, we saw the Reputation Tour, which I don't want to fight anybody, but that is the best Taylor Swift album. That was awesome. Yeah, it was good. It was a good show. And she'll be, yeah, she'll be back in June. Tickets are still through the roof, insanely but, expensive. But they're starting to come down. And I guarantee, I guarantee you when you get closer to that show, because I know there's a lot of parents that are waiting, just through years of experience, I will tell you that those ticket prices are going to come way down. Not that they'll be cheap, but you won't have to pay as much over face value as they're asking right now. I just think about the people watching at that show. and the It's crazy. The her fans are fanatic. Oh, absolutely. And to watch them with their iterations of her eras expressed in their clothes and their style, it, it, it would be hard to miss. Well, you were, I, well, I asked you, I said, are, 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 what's the deal? Are we going or not? And I was, I looked at tickets and I was like, not yet, not yet, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> but they will come down. And again, you don't have to worry about what, wh- at places like U.S. Bank Stadium, most seats, you're watching the big screen anyways, because yeah. there's going to be over 60,000 people in there. Oh, yeah. Probably close to 70. And it's huge, and it's not necessarily made for that type, but where else are you going to put her? If she were to play Target Center or the X over in St. Paul, she'd have to play for an entire week. Right. She'd have to pull a Garth Brooks. No, I get, I get why she's at U.S. Bank Stadium, but... You know where she... It would have been great is I thought Target Field, Target Field. on a summer night. That's where yeah, the, that's where the lo- Twins play, by the way. I love to watch listening. a show outside, but I get so much anxiety. About the weather. About the weather. Yeah. Like the whole week before, I'm like, don't get too excited. It might get rained out. Yeah, the acoustics inside U.S. Bank Stadium are meant to be loud and echo because it's built for football, Yeah, right? It's not... It's not a place that you'll enjoy music. We've seen multiple shows there. I've seen Metallica, U2, Kenny Chesney. Yeah, Taylor Swift, obviously. And, and you know, the only one I think that I really liked there, I mean, I liked the, the Taylor Swift and some of the other shows, but as far as acoustics was Metallica because it was so loud it didn't matter if That's it echoed or not. That's what it's supposed to sound like, right? It just <laughs> roared. 
<laughs> I mean, instead of bouncing off anything, he just went through the walls and out into downtown oh, Minneapolis. Gosh. It was insanely good. So uh, I just thought I'd share that with you. Well, because I'm I know glad J.J. Watt enjoyed the tour, and I'm going to have to go watch now, this. Now that he has given her this ringing endorsement, uh, I, I'd have to believe that maybe uh, there, there will be some guys that will be able to step up and say, you know what? She is good. Actually. And if you got a problem with that, tell JJ why. <laughs> He's right? going to stick up for all of us. <laughs> so we did. Uh, so, so I saw that this morning. And also, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to bring this up briefly because I found it interesting. But um, is it Melanie Linsky, right? Yeah. It's Jason Ritter's wife. Now, Jason Ritter is the son of Jack Ritter who was, of course, I knew from the Three's Company days, right? John Ritter. John Ritter. And he, Jack was his name on the show, Jack right? Tripper was the name on the show. Yeah, <laughs> okay. John Ritter. You're right. Yeah. Uh, anyways, that's, who I, that's where I knew him from when I was growing up. But his kid, Jason, his mannerisms and Denical. everything are dead on for his father, which unfortunately... Uh, John died incredibly young and it was some kind of a heart ailment that undetected, right? And he dropped dead on the set of a television show he was filming. But anyways, his kid reminds me a lot. What was the show that we were watching oh, for a while? I knew you were going to ask that. And it was like, it was on one season. Yeah. It was a sitcom and they were an Irish family. Yeah. And that's as much as I can remember, but he was. And it went one year, I think. One season. And yeah. It was, it was cute though. It was yeah. really cute. His other son, I think is on a sitcom too, but looks nothing like him. Right. But anyway. Before I get sidetracked I again, Melanie Linsky, his wife is somebody that I think most women would recognize and people in general, if they saw her, the name doesn't necessarily ring a bell, but she's had a lot of small roles in going all the way back to Coyote. Ugly. Uh, I think she's into, uh, she was in the Sweet Home Alabama. She's the one with the baby in the bar. Yes. Everybody knows that scene. Yes, that's her. And she, I actually read an interview with her recently, and she said that she's she's the kind of actor that is, oh yeah, her. Yep, yep, that's it. She, that was the phrase she used, because once you know who the name goes with, you're like, oh yeah, her. Right. And the funny thing is the, I did not know this about her until I recently saw an interview with her. She's from New Zealand mm -hmm. and she has that thick accent, but she's mastered, absolutely mastered American dialect. Which has to be almost impossible. That, that, I would think so because of the way we butchered the English oh, yeah. language, right? So, but she has absolutely mastered it and she did it in Sweet Home Alabama, of course, Coyote Ugly, and now with Yellow Jackets, which is a huge hit on Showtime. She was also in The Last of Us on HBO Max. That's not over the yet. The zombie one. Yeah, that's not over yet. So she's she's staying busy, but she talked about she she was flying under the radar for so many years, and she likes that because she doesn't necessarily necessarily like being in the public eye, which, I, again, doing what you and I did for so many years, we met a lot of those people that are super famous that don't like to be famous. They just are super creative, and they enjoy their work. Carrie Underwood is yeah. one. Exactly. Who has massive social anxiety and that that's just, just the way they are. Her job is right. a singer. I've met so many of them like that, you know, that really they would just as soon live without the fame. Mm -hmm. Right. But unfortunately, that's to them the ugly side of it. And, it, it, and that's why I always tell people who think it'd be so marvelous to be famous. I'm like, you've never met a lot of them, have you? No, it's not that marvelous. Right. But anyways. She was talking about body shaming because she 
Well, she talked about when she was on the set of Coyote Ugly, which is over 20 years ago now, she was a size four and was body shamed. Mm. To me, that's small. It's very small. Yeah. (laughs) Right. But that tells you about the industry. And she is shocked that here we are 20 years later and we're still dealing with this. We've made no progress. That's exactly it. She was like, I represent, you know, the vast majority of women on this planet. And she says, and by the way, the support that she gets from these trolls that are attacking her online now that she's back in the spotlight, Uh she said is what carries her along because she knows. But who are these people? Well, one of the comments that I read was based on her character on The Last of Us. And it was, she got body shamed publicly online by a supermodel. Is is that just bizarre? It's so weird because it's, it's like people think that because they're not saying it to someone's face, that that makes it okay or less hurtful or anonymous. It's not anonymous. Your name is right there. It's insane to me. It really is. And and not only that, but do they really expect people to believe that what you see in these ads and in these photographs is real life? Oh, like with the beauty standards? Yes. The, listen, no. I, all of the, even the, the male uh, influencers, the fitness guys that I follow, mm-hmm. a lot of them have great advice. And the good ones will tell you that are, I mean, in the best shape that these are guys that you look at and be like, well, I'm never going to look like that. I like them a lot of them because they'll be like, you know what? You don't want to look like that because when they'll tell you what they have to do to get ready for those photo shoots, it's months on end and they're already super fit, right? But it's months on end of ridiculous uh, diet restriction. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. That's what, that's how you get that look. I mean, they start, they literally starve themselves and they'll say that. Right. That's, that's exactly what they do. It's not even a healthy weight. Right. No, And uh, uh, the way that they have to go about it to get that skin on muscle look is not healthy. No, there is not any, there's nobody that would tell you that with credentials, that's legit, that that is healthy. Of course it's not. Right. So where does all this come from? I don't know, like the psychology behind it, but just my personal non-professional opinion, I think a lot of it is projecting. Like if you're sitting on your couch and you're angry at life and you scroll by a picture of an actress who looks like an average woman and that somehow triggers something in you and you feel vindicated to share that it makes no sense i don't know don't i I would tell people this don't let bullying or body shaming be your incentive or inspiration to get fit because it won't work no get fit because you want to feel better right you want to look better there's nothing wrong with that but don't let somebody shame you into it of course not that's insane that is absolutely bonkers I, I mean, I just, it's, it's, it's crazy to me that I'm, especially when you see celebrities still doing it. Was it last week? We talked about the Ozempic thing. Yeah. Was that two weeks ago now? A couple of weeks ago. Right. Um, And it's that craze has, it's still running rampant because 
everybody thinks they have to be rail thin. And when I hear the thin is power statement, I'm like, it, are, is it 1975 again? I just saw a headline and I can't remember who it was, but they it was an actress and she was talking about being body shamed because she didn't fit into sample sizes, which sample sizes are a two or smaller typically. And on the Taylor Swift documentary, she talked about that too. How when she, like right around that reputation time, got super famous. Yeah. And she wasn't fitting into sample sizes. And that's when she, she and she's talked about it publicly. She got really thin. And that was part of it because she was being body shamed because of these sample sizes not fitting her. It Going back to my, like, where does this come from? Who starts it? Because the, do you understand what I'm saying? I'm trying to figure out who's, who's the one behind this. Like who's it, setting the standard? Yeah, who's setting the standard and why are people buying into it? Because we all know that it's not realistic. It's not healthy. It doesn't even necessarily look good when you see them in person. So here we are, all of these years and decades now are going by and the standard is still there. So where is it coming from? Who's starting it? It's coming from advertising. I know, but who? Who is coming? Who Whoever is, 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 there, is creating there some, the messaging that goes in the advertising. You know, it's here, the fashion and beauty industry. Here's what I'm saying. I, you, you always hear me say this. I, I believe that there is a handful of super rich, 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 rich individuals that run the whole world. Yes. The governments are just pop, uh, puppets, right? Is there some fashion guru with... 70 trillion dollars in some cavern out in the middle of nowhere or out in space some alien that is I, but i'm wondering seriously because we don't have to buy into it why are we buying into it and why is the media still doing it well it's you start getting messaging and i'll speak from a woman's perspective the messaging starts so young that you don't even realize it's messaging when when you're little, it's just what you see. Look at Disney movies. All the princesses have the same body type. All the villains have a different body type that is not slender and beautiful. Some of them are big, muscular, mean. Some, yeah. I mean, it's 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 getting you're getting this programming at such a young age that thin and slender and beautiful okay. is good. I get that. So. That's how it starts. And then it's just every message that you get continues to reiterate that point in some way or another. My confusion is this. We all know that it's the wrong message. Everybody knows it's the wrong message. Why is it continuing? Why, why are the people in the fashion industry continuing with that message? Who's no. telling them to do that? That's a good question. Is there one evil guy I I doubt on it. some throne somewhere? I don't know, but I'm, I'm trying to figure out why this never goes away. And she, she brought it up. But as long as they're making billions of dollars a year on weight loss products, beauty products, fix this, fix that, it's not going to go away because they're making so much money on telling women that there's something wrong with them. And that they need to buy something to fix it. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I, I'm still. I can never answer that question, and I keep asking it. I'm like, what? If they all know it's wrong, because of the money. I, I it's get the money. 
But couldn't you sell something else? I mean, no, it's too there, easy to sell this. Is it all weight loss product? Is it's that not, what it is? It's weight loss products. It's beauty products. Go to the beauty store. Beauty store, like it's <laughs> okay, it's nineteen fifty-nine. Go, go to <laughs> a drugstore. Oh, it is nineteen fifty-four. Why? Are you go to are, Alta? Are you a hundred? Go to Alta. The drugstore and the beauty store. <laughs> and look at how many different products there are that promise women that they're going to fix something. Let me ask you get this. Get rid of your wrinkles, get longer eyelashes, get thicker eyelashes, get curlier eyelashes. Like as long as we keep buying these products that promise to fix us, and I'm using air quotes when I say fix, they're going to keep selling them. Let me ask you this. Did you feel the same way 20 years ago when you were 18 about that I feel today. Yeah. I didn't feel this way five years ago. Is is I didn't feel this way probably three years ago. Is the feeling of I've had enough of this, does that just come at a certain point in your life when you can't keep up with it anymore? I don't think so because I know a lot of women who are older than me yeah. that are still in the rat race of staying thin. hating themselves. Yeah. And trying to hate themselves thin with this diet and that diet and this injection and that injection and all of these things that are continuing to distract us. And when I say us, I mean women. Yeah, I'm, the, um, I'm going to bring this up. I'm having a conversation with two Gen Zs. Mm-hmm. I'm bringing a Gen Z young man and a woman, mm-hmm. early 20s. And I, I should have that for you uh, Friday morning, the interview. I'm but, but the reason I want to do this is I want to climb inside their heads and find out about life mm-hmm. ambitions, uh, what what makes them tick, you know, what, or I mean, how important is religion, politics, all of these things, and what do they want to do with their lives? Because I'm fascinated by them because they're so free spirited, mm-hmm. right? But I, with the the the, the young lady I'm bringing in, I'm going to ask her that. I would, I would love for you to ask her that. I want to know. Like talk about beauty, body image. Oh, I'm going to. Yeah. I I mean, I'm, it's, I'm just wondering at what point, where will there be a generation they won't get a hold of? I do. I wonder if Gen Z maybe will change the narrative. I don't know. But I'm going to tell you this, the, (laughs) the two individuals I'm bringing in are incredibly fit. And good looking. Yeah, I'm so I'm like so I'm wondering. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm just gonna bring that up. I'm gonna be like, how important is it to you, and what influences your yeah decision making when it comes to your body, the way you dress, your your nutritional you know plan. I, I want to know yeah. seriously how because what influenced you when you were younger. Well, I should add too before I get too far carried away here, like. I wear makeup. Yeah. I I do my hair every day. I love clothes. I love fashion. I work out. So the difference to me is that I feel like I'm doing this all on my terms. I'm not right. I'm not wearing makeup to fix something. Right. I'm not get, doing my hair to to fix something or to look better for someone else's enjoyment. I feel like at this stage in my life, I'm doing these things on my terms. But I think women of all different body types could do their hair and makeup and look fantastic. Absolutely. Right? And I'm, yeah. I'm kind of talking about like overarching 
body, hair, makeup, beauty, all right. of it, because I think it's all what's getting sold to us. Right. So uh, just as an aside, like okay. I'm not a natural, beautiful hippie well, with long flowing locks to, and to, bare feet. <laughs> to be fair. Maybe someday. To be fair, most people, if they saw women that they work with without their hair and makeup done, they would think that they were suffering from some kind of an illness. You remember when we did a show on that years ago? Cause that girl did it. <laughs> yes, cause I, I do. If you see, uh, well, I'll, I'll, I'm guilty of that as well because I remember you and I, and I'm not going to name names here, but there was an individual that we encountered that was involved in the community community. And she came in for an interview. And when she left, I said to you, is she all right? You know, I, she, she didn't, she, and you were like, she doesn't wear any makeup. <laughs> oh yeah. Do, I was, yeah. I, do you know who you're, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, and I was like, oh, is, is that it? And then, so the next time we met and uh, I was chatting with her, I was, I took notice. I was like, you're right. She doesn't wear any makeup. And, and I perceive that as she looks ill <laughs> because, well, it was the complexion. You get so used to seeing women with makeup on. If you see them without it, it can be jarring. I suppose it depends on how much they typically wear. I, but I'll, I'll tell you, in the industry I was in, it, they, they just did. That's, I think, says a lot about how men are programmed to view women. Right. I agree with you. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you. But I'm telling you, the whole society in general, mo there are a lot of women, not all of them, but there are a lot of women who won't leave the house. I with, used to be that way. Yeah. I used, I wouldn't leave the house without hair, makeup, the whole, the whole nine. And now I've gotten much more confident in, le sometimes I go to work without makeup and it doesn't, no one, no one has ever asked me if I'm you, ill. You don't wear a ton of it. No, I'm really bad at makeup. No, you're not. I just, I just don't think you've never, I don't think you've ever just, I, ju I just don't it. wear a lot of it, but I used to not leave the house without it. So. Right. I do feel, again, like it's on my, don't my you, terms. Don't you think most women, most, not all, again, but most women, when they get up and get ready for the day, put makeup on? Yeah, I don't know what the actual statistics I bet are. It's, I bet a, it's 90% or America, better. I bet it's 90% or better. That would be an interesting little tidbit to have. I bet it is too. And I'm just thinking strictly based on like the sales of the beauty industry and the size of the selection. Yeah. It is big business. You asked me a question and I didn't answer it. Cause I was clarifying. You said, where did my beauty something come from at 18? Yeah. What was influencing you? Was it oh. magazines? Was it, what was it? Oh yeah. Because, it was magazines. Because today it's social media. It was magazines. Okay. I loved magazines. Sure. 17, stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 17, YM, teen. Cosmo. Um, Did you read Cosmo? When I got a little bit older, that was pretty risque. Oh, was 90s. it? <laughs> um, yeah, it was definitely magazines, catalogs. Sure. You know, we'd get a lot of catalogs. Like my mom got Spiegel. Did so, you ever get Spiegel? No, I don't even know what that is. God, their clothes were amazing. So that set the standard for the upcoming school year when you went shopping. Yes. And we would circle what we wanted and that would be. Styles and looks and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Did uh, did television like MTV and all that? Did, Later. I mean, MTV didn't come or we didn't get MTV until I was, I think, in high school. Sure. But yeah, okay. like like singers. 
musician, you know, <laughs> like pop artists yeah. would, would have an influence. Or maybe like, like, cause in the nineties, Jennifer Aniston on friends and stuff. She was a, like an iconic uh, Jennifer figure. Love Hewitt. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. Right. Um, was a big one. So, so yeah, okay, it was, it. it was actresses, singers. And then, you know, that was the, the age of the supermodels right. too. I can't imagine what it's like today with the internet oh my and God, social neither media. Can I. That's why it, that's why they, a lot of professionals will tell you to keep your kid away from phones until they're yeah. old enough to where that you can work with them and distinguish and they can distinguish reality versus yeah whatever that is. Cause I think about like <laughs> my programming came from very few sources, but, but at the same time, I would not have pursued and changed all of the things in my life as far as I'm going to stop drinking. I'm going to go to the gym and start taking care of myself and I'm going to eat a, a much healthier diet. Right. I, I wouldn't have done any of that if I wouldn't have encountered that on social media and saw that it was a trend among men. Yeah. And I don't think social media is bad. Oh, I agree. Yeah. It just, I, but, but it does, it rears its ugly head. But I think there are definitely bad parts of social media. And as a kid or even a young person, it's very hard to sort out what's what. It's like capitalism. As adults, yeah. we can we can look at it and kind of see things for what they are, but kids don't have that ability yet. Right. So, yeah, I mean, the 90s, the, it, everyone was thin. It was the supermodels. Um, a lot of our moms were really deep into diet culture because they grew up, you know, in the 70s. Um, and so we were hearing those messages and that was a really hard program for me to break thank god i did but it's it's a mess it is it is it's crazy it's, it's a mess and i don't have a solution yeah the, the, the reason i bring that up is like when i saw her today melanie linsky when i saw her say it's 2023 why are we still doing this i i think that all the time i'm like who's the guy in charge that makes these decisions and tells the advertising and the fashion industry and everybody that this is the way we're going. Who who is this? Who's doing it? It's someone very rich and powerful, can't, can't and they just somebody, keep getting more rich because yeah. it's still working. I'm like, I don't know why it's still here. And and whoever it is, they're extremely effective at pushing the agenda. Oh yeah, right. Because young women today are every bit as inundated with that stuff as they were. Back when I was a kid. Maybe and we I, should burn our bras. Oh, God. Maybe it's maybe did, it's time did, for a good bra burning. <laughs> that would be the perfect thing, a moon lounge. We're just hoping the windows well, just is going to burn her bra. <laughs> for one episode this summer, we'll just uh, pop the windows off. And I'll just burn the bra. I don't know if that would help. but I don't know. I have no idea. But anyways, you have a... Before we wrap up here, you, I've. Are you going to call me out? On you, got, my, you have, a, you have an injury because I, it's, it, I, I have had you know uh, ups and downs as far as you know. I went, uh, I was pretty sedentary for my entire broadcast career, and since I've been working out consistently, and once in a while I run into an issue where I hurt something or I push myself a little harder than I should. And I get dinged and I complain <laughs> about, oh, because because you'll get to a point where you don't want to miss any gym time, right? Yeah. So you yeah. find other things to do because you can always go and you can do other things. But now you have an injury. Yes, I have an injury. Would you so, like to tell people why you well, have an injury? I, I, can I tell the the long version? Yes. So I've I've been 
wishing for this network of like-minded women and friendship. And I've been, I mean, I'm really grateful. Like I feel like I've been really blessed by meeting a lot of really phenomenal women in like the last few months. Right. And one of them invited me to work out with her and she's very fit. And I said yes. And so Saturday we went up to JP fitness where we both work out and uh, we worked out together and I've never been like invited to the gym socially before. So I I was like, are we going to do the same workout? Like, are we just going to meet there and chat and then both just do our workout? Well, we did the same workout, which should have been my first red flag of like (laughs) slow down Jess. And I may have tried to keep up with her. I didn't lift the same weights, but I definitely tried to keep up with her. And I am still so sore. You've got one arm that's like basically. I can hardly unbend or straighten, I guess would be the word. Unbend. I can can hardly straighten my left arm. And like when I, if I really think about it, I can get it to straighten out, but it hurts so bad. So I definitely tweaked something like I'm fine, but. I text her and I was like, dude, I think I need to go to the hospital. <laughs> She's like, yeah, that was a really tough workout. And I'm like, if she thinks it was a right, tough workout, right. imagine the shape that I'm in. So right. anyway, it was, it was fun. I'm glad I did it, but I need to work, remember right. to stay on my pace. <laughs> right, right, right. And again, I, I brought this up, but I'm telling you guys specifically, I can speak to you. You can speak to the women, but what I have, and I've tried everything. There's the ibuprofen, this and that, right? Just to try to, to, to kill the pain. One of the best things I have found that helps me is some of the products that the CBD centers here in Mankato offers. I'm not kidding. If you've not tried any of these CBD products, give it a shot. Go in there and talk to them and tell them what your issue is, and they'll tell you things you can try. And I'd be willing to bet you will find something because I, it was a game changer for me about, about four or five months ago, I was wondering, am I going to be able to continue as I began to progress in weight Mm -hmm. and and get lifting heavier weights, right. And doing all that. And I'm like, man, I don't know if I'm going to be able to continue with this. And I did find some products at the CBD centers that sent me back to where I almost like when I started and I'm like, it has become a regular thing for me and it keeps me going. That's what I'm going to need to explore. I do love the topical um, ointment. That, oh, that helps. Instant. Instant. Instant relief. Yeah. Instantly. So I have been using that, but I might need to get into some of the drops and other things. Yeah, they have, I have drops. Current pain level. <laughs> yeah. Go in and ask them. I have drops that I put under my tongue on a daily basis. Yep. It's just simple stuff. And then if my elbows and my shoulders are a little bit sore, I'll use some of that topical. And it'll get me warmed up as I get on the treadmill. I get in there. I'm telling you, it is a game changer. It really is. And uh, if you've never tried any of the CBD products, you can shop online as well. We have a link on our website. If you go to georgeandjess.com, I encourage you to visit their store here uh, in Mankato if you live in the area. And uh, stop in there and talk to them. I'd be willing to bet you'll find something that will help you out. It will. It's a I game need changer. one of everything. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Have yourself a fantastic uh, Tuesday. We'll be back tomorrow morning with another episode.